News from the Krabby Coffee Shop is brought to you by aimhighconstructionmn.com. Welcome to News from the Krabby Coffee Shop with your host, Don McLean, from Jason and Alexis in the Morning on My Talk 1071, Garage Logic's newsman, Mr. FYI, John Height, and the crabbiest guy in the coffee shop, Kenny Olson. Thank you very much, Amy Daniels, my best friend and a uh, wonderful, um, <laughs> wonderful middle management type at my talk. Stop it. Um, I wanna, <laughs> let's play disc jockey, you guys. Um, and Ross, uh, you're going to have to do something for us right away off the air. Uh, put your headphones in cue, get out the close music, and I want you to time down to the second what the ramp is from the start of the music to where Amy starts talking. Can you do that for us? I'm under, yes. I'm under the general impression that it's 15 seconds, and I've never bothered using a clock to time. Uh, I just kind of talk my way out of it. Thank you for listening, blah, 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 and hopefully do what we say in the business, kiss the post. So my word, uh, my last word butts right up against Amy's first word. That's called walking a ramp and kissing the post. Uh, generally, I've been doing okay, but last week I stepped all <laughs> over it, and it was a disaster, and I've been living with that shame ever oh since. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, there's, it's the small things in life, Don, that drive wow. me absolutely <laughs> insane. Um, yeah. And I swear I have thought about it every day. And uh, what I want us to do is the three of us, I want each of us to take a stab at it see how we wow. do but we're going to cheat we're going to use our clocks i mean but, when i was in music radio for 20 plus years we have a timer right it's not like you just do it right um what uh, did we talk about the stapleton song um john with um with dawn i don't think we have have we there's a Chris uh, Stapleton no. song called Tennessee Whiskey. I love that song. It's got a 21 or 23 second ramp. And every day for <laughs> at least a year during a show that um, John and me and Matthew and Reavers and Joe and Patrick, all of us together for one hour every day at the 320 break, coming back from that break, we played that song. Mm. And we'd all try to walk the ramp without a clock. <laughs> okay. And most days it was a disaster. Uh, and we did it, well, we started out doing it because it was fun, and we kept doing it uh, because it just drove jo uh, Joe absolutely crazy. Oh, he hated it. Yeah, and, and as you know, the the only way into Joe's heart is to yell at him, make him mad, drive him crazy. He, re <laughs> he respects that for some reason. Um, so uh, that's the background on that, um, and I don't even know why I brought it up, actually. That doesn't make any difference. <laughs> this is you brought it up because this is a fun thing for you. Yeah, it is. It is because I've never been a disc jockey. Oh, okay. Uh, and when I got into radio, I thought uh, disc jockey was the uh, lower than a, a snake's belly. Uh, you really had to be, you really had to be a low, awful, rotten human being to be a disc <laughs> wow. jockey. And I've come to learn that that must be the funnest job on the planet. Seriously, and I'm really sorry. I've never been a disc jockey. I, I really wish I could have been. Anyway, um, so There's Ross, still time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I could still be fired, hopefully soon. <laughs> um, Ross, what I want you to do is start the music, but we, we've got to hear the opening notes. So bring it you know, all the way up so you're almost redlining uh, so we can hit our timer. Uh, any of you care to go first? Wow. Well, I thought I, we had I, to know and, what the... And you don't want to know the oh, timer. Oh, it's 15 seconds, right? It's 15, yeah, it's, right? It's like 15.5, 16 at the most. 
Okay, okay. fifteen. So if we're out by fifteen, we'll, we'll it'll sound okay. <laughs> what are um? I'll do a little traffic report. That's what I'm going to do. Okay. Traffic. I loved your traffic report today when you said, "Have I ever talked about Highway 62, Six, 610, 610 between like?" And it was very specific, and I yeah. just couldn't stop laughing. Yeah. Because I thought, if somebody knows this, yeah, I, I get those kind of complaints. How come you never mention Highway Seven? Oh God. <laughs> and you know, you can't tell them the truth. The truth is because I don't care. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Right. You know, you, or there's you, no bad traffic there. Yeah, there, there's probably bad traffic. I just don't notice. You know, oh, I'm not, the truth, the truth is, I'm not a very good traffic reporter. You are an awesome. You're the best I've ever heard. Oh, don't give me say a that. Break. Are you kidding me? You make it so fun and entertaining, oh, and stop put it. your personality into stop it. it. You're, I laugh Dawn, every time. Stop it. All right. You're going first. Okay. Uh, <laughs> are you ready? Sure. Whatever. All right. Anytime, Ross. Mm-hmm. And that is news from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Kenny is still Krabby. John is still in his basement with all of his musical instruments and guitars and stuff. And I am, I think, still a mystery to everyone. That's news from the Krabby Coffee Shop. John, time for you to stink it up, my friend. Uh, okay, I'll wait for the music. Well, thanks for listening another week of the News from the Krabby Coffee Shop show. And uh, thanks to Kenny. Thanks to Dawn. Uh, we'll talk to you all uh, next week. Boy, I still got more time to fill, don't I? News <laughs> from the Krabby Coffee Shop. See you next week. Ah! Oh! <laughs> See, here's the problem. We let that roll for at least a second before. That's why yeah. I didn't hit it. Hmm. All right. I don't know what I'm going to say, but anytime, Ross. Thanks for listening to News from the Krabby Coffee Shop. I'm Kenny. She's Dawn, the other guy, Mr. FYI, John Height. Uh, quick reminder here, westbound 694 jamming at Central due to a crash over at the river. Thanks for listening. Thanks Talk for to you next time. Good. I haven't been feeling great today, so now I know we're equally. I'm trying to get bad. too much in. Uh, All you, three of you get buzzed. Okay. All right, wow. smart Alec. Go ahead. Come on, Ross. (laughs) Come on, Ross. Yeah, you do it. Well, thank you once again for listening to News from the Krabby Coffee Shop with Don McClain, Mr. FYI, Johnny Height, Kenny Olson, the world's greatest traffic man, and the best producer who you all failed to mention, <laughs> Ross Brendel. Talk again Thanks next week. Oh, for four. Oh, for four. Sorry. The winner was going to have to do the close today. There's, there's no winner. No, one, there's no four, one's winning. There's four losers here. Yeah. Well, what about the open? What if we played the open and you all come out hot with the greatest tease for the show? <laughs> yeah, I don't do teases. Yeah, I think well. Kenny's pretty much mailed in every open. He just blasts Amy every time. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I, don't, I really. Uh, speaking of teases, that's one of Jason's deal. Um, Jason and Alexa's show on my talk 1071. Is uh, he? He's really, really good at promoting things, uh, especially, you know, like our Twitter accounts and Facebook oh, yeah. and, and Instas and all that, including our uh, podcasts. Yeah, and that's one of his bits is trying to get me to actually promote this show, uh, <laughs> and I'm really not that good at it, and I I don't try. Don Don's pretty good. Uh, Don, you act like you care anyway. I do care. <laughs> 
Have you ever had a day where you just feel not great about where you are in life? Oh, my God. Well. (laughs) Every day. Okay. Uh, That's the kind of day I'm having. So even to get me to do that walk the ramp there, I was like, I don't want to do this. (laughs) <laughs> and you don't want to do this show today either? I Yeah, I just kind of, um, yeah, you just don't know what's going to come your way. And then you just work <laughs> through it and you just pretend. Oh, my God. You just described every day of my life. Wow. wow. That's okay. Um, <sighs> Stay tuned, folks. Yeah. I know why. I know why. I don't... Because you, this luncheon you're having today. It's, that's right. It's got to be it. I don't want to go. It's not too late to back out. Don't go. I literally was, when I was running down here, I thought, maybe I'll just say that I don't feel good. You don't have to lie, Don. I, I never lie when he wants to do something with me. I just say no. Maybe we should clue people in on what we're talking about. Yeah, do it. You do it. The Donna and Steve show, which is also in my talk, 1071 Everything Entertainment from 9 to noon. I'm on that <laughs> show for the first hour. And they have another producer who comes in at the 10 o'clock hour, Ro- Rocco. Yeah. And uh, they call him DJ Rock Lobster. They love him more than me. There's this whole thing. Yeah. And they're going to take him to Red Lobster today because his nickname is DJ Rock Lobster. I yeah. got invited somehow. And then Dan Seaman, our big boss, he texted all of us and said, I'll go to Red Lobster with you, too. So now it's a boss oh. lunch. He is paying, I guess. But I think I would pay to not go. Um. What do I have him in my text? Uh, oh, damn. The, He's uh, a very thing, nice man. I just get nervous when I have yeah. to be in the boss's presence. Uh, I'm sending him a text right now. Don't. What are you going to say? You're going to say Don doesn't want to go to the lunch. There today. She has what are you doing? A thing. She has a thing. Don doesn't want to go to the lunch unless here's, she can pay for it. Here's, <laughs> here's oh. what it says. Don will not be there today. She has a thing. No, don't send it. Come me. on, let me do it, Don. Because then I don't seem like a team player. Screw the team playing nonsense. I'll show you. I have a t-shirt. Well, the listeners won't be able to see this, but I have. I got a t-shirt for Rocco. Oh, you got him a gift. That's the kind of person you are. Well, because he is filling in for me uh, during Christmas time, and so I got him this shirt that really fits him. It says, say no to pot, and it has a (laughs) lobster on it. A big picture of a lobster. So it's kind of like a dad joke. Yeah, Yeah, He is a dad. Please let me send this. No. Come on, don't go. I can't. I can't, Kenny. All right. Well, I can't. You're the one person in the building I don't want to alienate myself from. I I learned a long time ago never to share anything with Kenny because he'll tell everybody. Even if you say, do not tell anybody this, the next thing I know, everybody's asking me in the hallway, what's going on? Kenny! I know. that's that's, uh, I have uh, issues. Uh, Okay, John, since you're lashing out at me. starting to feel better. Uh, let's lash out at you, John. Your okay, love. What did I do? Your love for the Beatles is over the top and rather it distasteful. Is. You, you know what? I actually isn't this weird? I have my Beatles sweatshirt on today. See, it, it's really. I, I can't. What, yeah, I can see it. What we say on my talk is um, secondhand. Uh, she secondhand embarrassment. Your love for the Beatles makes me embarrassed. Okay. I was thinking about you today. I always uh, like it when you're embarrassed anyway. So, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Um, and I was mostly thinking about you because of this documentary that's out on 
Disney Plus. Yes. Correct, right? Disney yes. Plus. And your love for the Beatles. And I was wondering, and you have to be truthful here. Okay. I want to know which Beatles songs you hate. And I want to know why. And there, and don't even lie. I know there has to be some. Uh, there are none I hate. There are a few that I, I just I'm ambivalent about. Which ones There's, do you hit fast forward on? Ah, uh, boy, um, th- th- none. I, th- seriously, you're you're saying yeah. Yellow submarine. I, I guess, yeah, no, I like yellow submarine. Come on, uh, yellow submarine. Like yellow pile submarine. Of crap. Uh, there is uh, a couple things on. Uh, Magical Mystery Tour that you can tell were basically filler. They just needed something to fill up the rest of the album. It was a, like a, a TV politician. special. Yeah, well, just okay, like uh, Flying, Flying, how's that? If you know Flying from Magical Mystery Tour. It's just a filler. But I don't hate it. I just don't... Listen to it when it comes yeah, around. I, I, I wouldn't... Well, I would listen to it if I was listening to the album. I wouldn't oh, skip it. Oh, okay. But, but I would never purposely put that one song on to hear it. <laughs> That's such a nice way to say you hate it. Is that something? <laughs> I, don't, something? I don't hate anything by the Beatles. I'm yeah. sorry. I, I just don't. I, I, Piggies? I'm sorry. I think Piggies is a great song. Rocky Raccoon? Rocky Raccoon's an incredible song. These are One of my favorites. Songs? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. Rocky Raccoon drowned in a lagoon. room. No, 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 no. Only wow. to find Gideon's Bible. See, Ross knows him. Oh. Here's one. Revolution number nine. Number nine? You think that is interesting? I, I would skip that every time it comes on. Okay, you got me on that one, yes. Thank you. Um, That's not really a song, though. It's just noise. But anyway. Why would they do that? Why would they put that well, piece of crap on that album? They were, Lennon and McCartney, at the, both at the same time, were interested in that kind of noise thing. And Lennon especially. And he's the one that put that together. So I'm sure Paul oh. would, okay, yeah, let's do it. Who's the noise guy? Jazz avant-garde. Um, uh, only the real, real snobs like this guy. Uh-oh. But it's 100%. Hope I, hope I don't like him. No, it's 100% noise. Um, early 70s. I, I don't know. Yeah, I can't remember either. All right, well, that died a miserable death. I thought uh, <laughs> there would be something more to that. Well, Who do you think is the best? Even the... It... Go ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, even the uh, throw-off uh, B-sides, I, I think, are funny and clever. Uh, the ones that never made it to albums. Like, you know my name, if, you, if you're familiar with the Beatles stuff. Don't know that uh, You know my name, look up the number. Okay, anyway. What were you going to say? Sorry. Uh, I don't remember. Oh, who, who do you think is the best songwriter out of all of them? Uh, I, I don't think there's any question. And if you watch Get Back, it's Paul McCartney. Yeah. Incredible. I mean, he just things flowed out of him like in an amazing way whose solo work do you like better well i like paul mccartney's best always have really oh yeah not george harrison i love all things must pass george harrison uh brilliant album uh one of the top three solo beatle albums i think but uh after that he kind of went you could tell all of his energies went into that and yeah. all of his great songs and after that he he had trouble following that up what i like about some of the later beatles songs is they'll cram three songs into one yeah. you know what i mean They're, um it's well, the whole s- side of abbey road the side yeah of yeah you know it's a, all yeah. basically one song yeah uh and mccartney continued that uh with wings 
Yes. Uh, and I really thought that was brilliant. Red Rose Speedway had a, a, a by McCartney and Wings had a thing that contained four songs all together. Just what's the really same, popular same song? It was on uh, the the live album. Uh, Maybe I'm amazed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three songs in that one, yeah. right? Maybe I'm amazed at the way you love me. No, there's, there's only one. Oh. <laughs> Dawn? Yeah. You and your damn kitty. Oh, yes. <laughs> These poor kittens, you guys. They were found in a storm drain in Utah. Uh, newborn kittens. Um, and this officer actually, well, they found, they saw that the kittens were down in this storm drain stop i'm trying to find this on my phone and it keeps asking me to join the network don't, don't i don't, don't want to join. join i don't, don't want to join. join the network oh, okay all right sorry um so uh, this officer went down into the storm drain to get the kittens and now the kittens are thriving I believe that's the story. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Yeah. An animal control officer was able to save all three kittens. They need to be bottle fed, and um, they're cute. As we uh, as we as we often say on GL, Ross, you can edit this, right? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, in in I, Dawn's I, defense, it was a short story, but she yeah. shortened it much more than it was. Yeah, um, I don't know. I don't see what the big deal is. I. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, so some kittens came out of a drain. I think I just read it, and then I thought about what I could tell, the story I could tell about it. But we apparently already talked about cats a couple weeks ago, or maybe last week, so I'm not allowed to talk about cats. You're allowed to talk about anything you want, and I really like the place where your brain is today. I like this for I don't like this. I know this you don't. This is me questioning whether I want to be in radio anymore. I know. I know. I'm... An animal control officer in Utah climbed into a storm drain to rescue three newborn kittens spotted stranded in the drain during the rainstorm. That's where I'm going to end it because this is a non-story. Stories like this don't need to go beyond the neighborhood newspaper why why is this a national story why did this come to ross's attention because he Uh, wanted to make you mad i think well (laughs) he can do that by saying hello in the morning i I mean that's not that's not not going to beat up on him well again challenge yeah ross again to defend myself here in the court of kenny olsen and the crabby coffee shop (laughs) court Yeah, yeah. There's a little bullet point below the story. Okay. It's not necessarily to talk about the story. You would set that up for animals that you've rescued. I have a story. That's why. And again, we know Kenny doesn't rescue animals. He kills them. Oh, wait. But maybe John and (laughs) Dawn and myself have animal rescue stories. Ross, you weren't paying attention. I'm pretty sure it was this show where I talked about I've had at least two different cats that uh, I had to rescue. Ricky Carmichael. Yeah, Ricky Carmichael and uh, Bristol were both given to me because they could no longer live uh, in their homes. I think that shows I'm a kind-hearted person, even though I wasn't, you know, I didn't kick the cat. I I certainly said mean things to it. Is that rescue, though? They're giving it to you. I mean, like, you you found it in the gutter, you found it outside, you found the wandering dog. Let me put it this way. Uh, Obviously, your innocence is getting in the way here. What? 
They they gave it to me, or they would have put it in a gunny sack with a rock and uh-huh. tossed it off yes. the Lake Street Bridge. Countryway. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I had okay. somebody offer to do that when I had eight kittens born. Were you in Missouri right. when this happened? Yeah. How did you? So here's up? what happened. I had a garage cat. That's what I call it. It wandered sure. up. You know, it's hungry. I'm like, I shouldn't do this, but I'm going to feed this cat. Yeah. During the winter, you're like, oh, God. So you leave your garage right. cracked. Yep. And then they squeeze under there, and I had to feed a cat out there. And so yeah. I fed the garage cat, and then two weeks later, garage cat had kittens in the woods <laughs> no. behind my house. And she started bringing them in in her mouth one by one. And I'm like, son of a <laughs> bee. Oh, my God. And then it was like eight kittens. It was unbelievable. I was so mad. Because I come from a family that spays and neuters pets because we don't want any random extra pets. Right. Okay? Yeah. So anyway, I complained about it on the show I was on. I'm like, what am I going to do with all these cats? Because the worst thing is to have friends who try to pawn off kittens on you. Oh, my God. They're like, do you want a kitten? And I'm like, no. (laughs) Yeah. I go to the Humane Society and get one with its shots that spayed if I wanted a kitten. Right, right. So then I became that person that I hated. (laughs) So I talked about it on the air enough that a farmer actually called up i was very thankful he said i will take all those cats for my barn oh Oh. so but before that my boyfriend said do you want me to put them in a potato sack with rocks and i'll just put it in the river yeah and i was horrified and he's like that's what we do around here that's what we do on the farm i'm like wow okay yeah. Uh, so I didn't do that. I told that story on the air, though, and then I got a lot of hate mail. Oh, of course. Which my mom just says, well, they know who you are. That's good. You know, if they know your name, you're doing your job. No prep. My mom's um. all about, like, if you're not wallpaper and you're not that girl on that channel, then you're winning. Yeah, yeah. Bad so, press is good press. So the day that I came in with the cats, I only had one cat carrier, so I had the mom and all eight kittens in oh, there. Crap. So I opened the door to my car and I accident the latch came open and the kittens oh. came tumbling out. <laughs> so I'm in the parking lot of the station that's right by a big road trying to gather cats. Oh. It wrangling. was like a nightmare. I got them all back in, thank God, because the <laughs> farmer was there and he helped me. Now, I don't know if he actually killed the cats or what he did, but that's the end of my story. Oh, it's not. When I left the cat food out, I had other visitors, like little tiny skunks that would come in, and I'm just sitting there smoking in my garage going, holy crap, please (laughs) don't spray me. Because you see this baby skunk walk up. Or a possum that I could literally, like, kick around. I mean, not meanly. I was just like, why won't this thing, like, pay attention to me? It was a baby um, possum. Yeah. Um, or opossum, as they say in the city. Yeah. That's <laughs> an old possum. So old possum. all kinds of things come to the yard when you have cat food in your garage. Don't do it ever. Right. The end. And mice, uh, too. Not not to mention mice. Uh, so that, that's why I read the story and wanted to talk about it, but I didn't really read the story. <laughs> that, well, the story's a non-story. I, I mean, who cares? Give me a break. Seriously. <laughs> Don, what you close with sounds like the world's worst euphemism. <laughs> All the animals come to the yard when you got the cat food. <laughs> yes. Ross. Oh, God. Look that what the cat drug in. Yeah. As long as we're talking about wild animals, Kenny, you know a lot about wild animals. I know a little bit, I, not a lot. Do you know a lot about raccoons? Yeah, I do. I okay. do know a lot about I, raccoons. I have a question. When I was, I don't know, 20... 
years old. This is a long time ago, obviously. We go to a lake, Dead Lake, in Outer Tail County. Purim, yeah. By Purim, by Purim and Dent. I I know Dead, yeah. It's got a a dock that has the two sides and goes this way, right? You know what I'm saying? Uh, Goes out into the water, the dock. Oh, right, yeah. So two, two walkways and then it... It tur- oh. takes a right and a left and, and meets yeah. with a with with a bench on the end. So I'm sitting on the bench and it's one in the morning and I got headphones in and I maybe oh, have had a few few yeah. beers at that point. Yeah, and I'm just loving the, the way the lake looks and the the moon. And all of a sudden I look to my right and there's a large raccoon just sitting and staring at me. Yeah. yeah. Why Why did he get so close to me? Uh, because you're you're in his spot. You took his seat. He sits on that bench. He sits every on night. the dock. Yes. The middle, the, the, he yeah. looks at the see, moon. He actually yeah. wrote a great song called "Sitting on the Dock of the Lake, Watching the Tide Roll Away." <laughs> you're in his spot, and the night belongs to the raccoons. Well, they I took mostly I, come out at night. I went to the left because he was sitting on my right. I thought, I'll just casually walk back to the cabin. Yeah. And he followed followed me all the way up to the cabin. Uh-oh. He followed you? To, to the door. Oh, and that's I, intimidating. I, I walked into the cabin, and he stood outside the door staring at me. And eventually he left, but... Uh, I thought, boy, this is strange behavior, is he and, and I'm to get a some city food? guy. Is he rabid? Well, that's that's right. Yeah. I, I, my first thought was rabid, but then he looked—he didn't look mean or anything. Yeah. He looked normal. And then I thought food, but he was fat. He was a big, big raccoon. That was very is chubby. not normal raccoon behavior. Well, yeah, I didn't think so. A, yeah, that's a warning You're sign. You're like the Pied Piper of raccoons. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I do need to be a little serious here. If, if you're oh, listening, oh. and this happens to you. Don't don't go near this raccoon unless you know Hi, how buddy. to. If you know how to send the raccoon, raccoon. I love that. <laughs> I got that from Bradley. There's yeah. a promo running. Actually, he got it from me, but we'll uh, let raccoon? that go today. Uh, if a, if a raccoon approaches you in the wild that, uh, and you don't know how to send that raccoon to heaven, uh, yeah. get away from it. Well, I had no shot at sending it to heaven at that point. One in the morning. You know. They're so cute. <laughs> they're not cute, Don. They are evil they're looking. Mean? They're evil looking big giant rats, is what they are all hunched. I th- I feel that way about possums. I'm afraid of those. I I tried to like chase after one once when I was drunk in high school, um, <laughs> and yeah. it came back after me and hissed. Yeah, yeah. and like Ooh. was going to attack me, and I really sobered up quick. Yeah. Um, Don't get drunk in high school, by the way. See, I just say anything yeah. on this podcast. I would never tell the story about the kittens in the sack. I would never, but I feel like this audience is okay with it. Yeah, I hope so. I don't know. <laughs> Hell, there's no, been no market research. We don't know. We don't uh, know. I actually had a showdown with a raccoon in an alley in Kenwood. Uh, I was living in huh. Kenwood in the 90s in a beautiful brownstone apartment. And uh, was walking to my car. Uh, I went out the back door of the building, walking down the alley, and walking at me was this giant, you know, raccoon. And they're supposed to run. I've never encountered a raccoon, well, I have, that doesn't run, but you end up sending them to heaven. Um, And I did the thing where I, you know, put my arms up and I, hey! And it came at me wide open. It, I mean, it was P.O.'d, and I ran like a little girl to the back door and got in there and was peeking out the window. Is it gone? Is it gone? Is it gone? And finally, I uh, I finally left out the front door, and I don't think I ever went down that alley again. Oh, my God. 
gosh. Wow. Is that because it's a city raccoon? <laughs> yes. Okay, yeah. because they're and weird. It, and it didn't do what it's supposed to do. It didn't yeah. run away. When I go camping, I'm always like, they usually come up by the campfire, not right next to it, but the, you see their eyes in the bushes yeah. at, right out there. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, look, it, I've never been afraid of them, but now I am. Beady little, <laughs> Thank you. beady little eyes. Yeah, and you don't want to mistake a, a raccoon for a skunk. Uh, one, before we moved into the farmhouse, we have a camper out by the lake, and one night I got up in the middle of the night to, uh, you know, take care of things. Uh, and I'm walking back to the camper, and um, there's something in the fire pit. The fire pit hadn't been used that evening. And I bend down, and I get really close down, and, oh, my God, it's a skunk! Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, so you don't want to meet a skunk in, in the oh. dark alley. In the now, the on the morning show today on My Talk 107.1, Everything Entertainment, Kenny mentioned that he smelled like a skunk. Yeah. That, and he has it in his nose. He doesn't. He did uh, remove a. He did a dead animal removal thing with a skunk. Yeah. Yesterday. I, yeah, a couple of days ago. And normally, when I move a, a skunk, I use a shovel. Yeah. And I have special clothes. Um, oh. And because I don't want to skunk removal clothes. I do. I have skunk clothes and skunk <laughs> gloves, and I keep them in a bag. And uh, and this one this one had to go, and so I, I have these uh, like gauntlet rubber gauntlet gloves that go up to your elbows. Yeah. So I just picked it up with one of those and oh. tossed this thing off into the woods, and then uh, I usually put the rubber gloves in my truck on the floor so they dry off, and I made the mistake of doing that, and there was still stink on the gloves. Yeah. So then the truck started smelling like skunk. And so I got rid of the or I washed them and took care of that. And I don't think the truck stinks anymore. But every now and then, just randomly, mm -hmm. middle of the day, doesn't matter where I'm at, I get a Ugh. whiff of skunk. Ugh. And I don't know if it's in my beard or my hair oh, or God. my nose hair or mm -hmm. where it is. But I can't get that stink out of my system. And Ugh. it's really freaking me out. Yeah. So much so that I've asked people, um, come over here, you know, come up next to me. <laughs> Give do me I, a sniff. Do, yeah. Do I smell like skunk? God, this is something that you say in the country that's totally fine. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I get it. Yep, yep. John, I yes. met my hero, and my hero is yeah. dead. His name yep. is Theodore John Conrad, you are fascinated by this story. I love this after, guy. After more than 50 years, the man responsible for one of the most notorious bank robberies in Ohio history has been identified. As Kenny said, he was Theodore John Conrad. Well, for a while, anyway. He ended up changing his name, as you'll see in just a minute. Uh, Theodore was only 20 years old when he robbed the Society National Bank in Cleveland, July 11, 1969. Oh. Conrad worked as a teller at the bank, and on the day of the robbery, he stashed $215,000. That equals about $1.7 million in 2021 dollars in a paper bag that just walked out the door. Because it happened on a Friday, the bank wasn't aware of anything amiss until the following Monday morning when they checked the vault and found all the money gone, according to U.S. Marshals. Conrad, unsurprisingly, didn't show up for work that Monday. <laughs> he had a two-day head start on law enforcement and managed to avoid capture for, yes, 
52 years. Oh. Yeah. It was wasn't until earlier this month that U.S. Marshals based in Cleveland discovered that a man named Thomas Randall was in fact Conrad. Randall, or Randelli, I'm not sure, lived in Linfield, Massachusetts and had been living in a suburban neighborhood since the 1970s until he died from lung cancer this past May at the age of 71. Oh. Marshalls said they made the discovery after matching paperwork that Conrad had filled out in the 1960s with documents that Randall had filled out later in his life, including a 2014 filing for bankruptcy. Stop. Yeah. $215,000. Yeah. 1.7? 1. 1.7 1. in today's. Yeah. Correct. In 2014, he filed for bankruptcy. Uh-huh. What the hell did he do well, with that money made some bad decisions i would think what perhaps. do you do with two hundred and fifteen thousand dollars? do you in 1969 where you could buy like 18 houses with it you could yeah. do everything with cash right so wouldn't yeah. you convert that into some sort of asset and then sell the asset a house yes. yeah launder the money you're saying yeah 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 so he's not as brilliant as i thought he was Although getting away with it was brilliant, yeah. I guess. Anyway, guess. continue here, because I love uh, this part of the story. According to the Marshals, his heist was inspired in part by the 1968 Steve McQueen movie, The Thomas Crown Affair. Oh, yes. Isn't that a good one? Oh, yes. Way better than the remake. With uh, yeah. uh, Bron, um, uh, Pierce Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, Brosnan. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, that was okay, but the original was Steve McQueen. Oh, so good. Yeah. That also, by the way, uh, just a yeah. quick side note, uh, The Getaway with McQueen and Ollie yeah. McGraw. Mm. Yep. And then that was remade by, what, Alec Baldwin? Oh, no. Oh, uh, just I didn't a, even know about that. Just a stink. It, was it Baldwin? Uh, yeah, but wasn't, uh, was Matt Damon in that? Wasn't Matt Damon in that? I don't know. Yeah, it was, but it was not very good, though. The original even had uh, Sally... Uh, uh, Meathead's wife, uh, Sally Struthers. Sally yeah, Struthers. Yeah, and she cuckolded her husband right on uh, on camera. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to the uh, the uh, Thomas the Crown affair. Uh, the original that uh, he watched followed a high-powered businessman who pulled off a bank heist eh, just for the fun of it. Uh, Con uh, Conrad watched the movie a half dozen times the year before the robbery, according to authorities. After watching the film, he told friends he thought it would be easy to rob a bank, and he planned to do so. His, friend, his friends didn't believe him, of course. One friend, Russell Metcalf, had even had lunch with Conrad the same day he pulled off the robbery. Metcalf told the outlet, Cleveland.com, I had no idea. He always said that security was lax, and he said it wouldn't be hard. Well, when he eventually moved, uh, he began a new life as a car salesman and taught golf lessons, according to Cleveland.com. He also got married and had a child. Solving the case provided a closure to Peter J. Elliott, a U.S. Marshal whose dad, John K. Elliott, also worked on the investigation, according to a statement from the Marshal Service. The son, Elliott, said, I hope my father is resting a little easier today, knowing his investigation and his U.S. Marshal Service brought closure to this decades-long mystery. Everything in real life doesn't always end like in the movies, he said. I love that. That's how you do it. Um, no violence, no pointing a firearm, no high-speed chase. Just grab it, go, disappear. I think, you know what, I think why I like, like it so much, it's not so much the money part. 
It's just that he up and disappeared and was never heard from again. That's yeah. what I love. I, I was curious reading the story. Did he? I wonder if he had a family in Cleveland, uh, a mom, a dad, a brother, a sister, oh, anything. Right. And did they just? Did he just leave them? Yeah. Uh, saying see oh, ya, never see that's you again. Sad. Yeah. Uh, I'm just curious about that too. Reporting but isn't the, what it uh, used to yeah. be. Um, by the way, uh, as I was following along on these pages, I licked my fingers to uh, turn the page. Yeah. Taste, tasted skunk. Skunk. Skunky. Skunk, yeah. Mm-hmm. Chris no. Miller and his crew at Aim High Construction, uh, they can tackle just about any job that needs doing. Chris uh, also, and this is what I love about Chris, he's got a list of guys, highly qualified subcontractors to help him out in times of need. Uh, he, They were midway through my project uh, on my house in South Minneapolis when I remembered uh, I need a new central air unit, and I forgot to tell you this. Uh, Chris, he's like, meh, no big deal. 48 hours later, a brand new central air unit was installed outside and then on the plellum on the uh, furnace. Uh, he has certain guys for certain jobs, the concrete, uh, plumbing, et cetera, et cetera, aim high. They, they're the best. They can help you with a design consultation if you're thinking about a new kitchen or bath or finally finishing off that basement. They're a full-service construction company. Uh, and honesty and quality of, of workmanship is what they do best. My kitchen looks so good. Uh, lumber prices finally coming back down, getting a little better. That means whatever bid you get today... Uh, if they're not going to start that job till February and the prices keep dropping, they readjust your bid down to that. Uh, their website is aimhighconstructionmn.com. Get in touch with Chris and get on the schedule. Do it now. Uh, they're our choice here, uh, and I think you'll find I think you'll find that you'll really really like Chris and his crew. Aimhighconstructionmn.com. You okay, Don? Yeah. I don't believe you. Why? I think you should let me send that text. I didn't erase it. I just set it aside. There's no reason why you should go to that. Seriously. Uh, it's okay. I'm just, it's, it's, yeah, it's fine. I'm just feeling like I'm not far along in my career. None of us are. enough in our my career at this age. Don, I'm 56. I feel like I'm going nowhere and this is, I'm just at a dead end. I'm 56 and I'm reporting traffic. I'm literally just waiting for the next paycheck. That's all I'm doing here. Ross, keep this in mind. Oh, gosh. There are other people that, like, do all these cool things and buy businesses, and I feel like I've just got my head above the water. It's the Jason effect. That's what it is. No, no, it's nothing. I'm very happy for him. Trust me. I just see all these people around me. Just They really, like, go after things and get things, and I don't feel like I have that quality uh, and i wish i did because i feel like i'm smart i have friends that are retired now yeah <laughs> yeah this is really these, helping me these same friends their kids were leaving the house because they were 18 19 20 years old at the same time that i was finally having a kid yeah <laughs> yeah so and, and yeah you know what if you need a positive <laughs> outlook on that you did that part right even though you might not think you did it right Mm. You had a kid when you yeah. were what a senior in high school, mm-hmm. and she's a, a productive member of society right now. Sure, long gone. You don't have to send her money. You don't have to deal with her. She doesn't come live with you because she just got fired or whatever. Right. She owns her own business. Yeah, that's not helping, is it? It's great. <laughs> it's How, good. 
How was your pregnancy? Terrible. How was your birth? The the giving birth part. Um, I thought that they. I, I almost. You wanted them to lost kill you. my life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she was ten pounds. Yeah. And I was a hundred and five pounds. Well, this is when I gonna, got pregnant. This oh boy, this isn't going to help you. This story in today's what Star the Tribune. What are you doing to me? Oh, What's no. this? Yeah. This, Story in today's uh, Star Tribune, New Zealand politician biked herself to hospital to yeah. give Booth. Booth? Julianne <laughs> Booth, did I say Booth? Yes. Is her last name, is it Gentner, John? G-E-N-T-E-R. Is that Gentner? I would think Gentner, yeah. Hmm. Julianne Gentner planned on getting to the hospital by bicycle for her daughter's birth, but she didn't know she would be the one doing the pedaling. She's a member of the New Zealand Parliament and was already having contractions while preparing the bikes uh, to ride to the hospital early Sunday. Uh, it was a 10-minute trek, and she planned on riding in the front of a cargo bike that was going to be pedaled by her husband. Then they realized they had too much weight with her hospital bag, uh, so she just got out and rode. Hold on, I have to turn my mic off and cough. <laughs> okay, I'm back. Um, less than an hour after arriving at the hospital, Gentner, Gentner gave birth to a baby girl. Uh, she announced the birth on social media. She said her contractions weren't that bad when she left for the hospital, but they got more intense along the way. Are you starting to hate this woman as much as I was at this point? Yeah. First of all, I'm this? not a part of the New Zealand parliament, which makes me feel bad for some right. reason. <laughs> You're right. As it should. Right. Oh. And then I'm like, what is she? So she's that tough. She's, yeah. she's a hippie. Yeah. Yeah. And she's a part of parliament. So she's yeah. choosing to ride a bike. Right. Oh, oh, it's even worse. Uh, hold on. Uh, transportation. She is the Green Party spokeswoman for transportation and urban development oh. and often touts the benefits of biking. Anyway, she's on maternity. Oh, listen to this. This is this is also going to make you mad. She rides her bicycle while having contractions to give birth, but now she's on maternity leave until April. Don't you think somebody as stout as that should only get a week of maternity? Yeah, Shouldn't come that on. be the law? If come you on, buck up, lady. Yeah, yeah. If you ride your bicycle to the hospital to give birth while having contractions, yeah. you get one week. Yeah, you get a week. You can bring it, it it in with you if you want to be close to it. But it turns get back out to work. Uh, the, the bicycle green party needs you. Yeah, uh, the bicycle might have been an electric bike, uh, so that's not big uh, a big deal. Here's where my attitude changed. Oh, no. Born in Minnesota and raised oh. in Los Angeles. So she's, so she's one of us. she's an international traveler. Yeah. So oh, she's see, made no. it. She's, she went to L.A. She was successful there. Made it to New Zealand somehow. <laughs> see, Don, I was going to say, don't feel bad. You weren't born in New Zealand. <laughs> But this woman showed more dedication than you. She got on a plane and became a member of New Zealand Parliament. I don't, I don't, I don't think you guys are helping that. See, I, at this point. I brought this up because I thought that spin, born in Minnesota, a Midwest girl, and then raised in L.A., I thought that would help Dawn, uh, as it turns out. I'm a to... loser! <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that one goes in the trash. Oh. You, you got anything else, John? I, you know what? I just while we were talking here, I did some more research on your bank robber. Yeah, uh, 
the family thing was driving me nuts. Yeah. Apparently, over the years, the FBI did contact his family and would get uh, uh, court orders or whatever you call them uh, to, to to go over their stuff to see if he had any uh, contact with them. And they played coy, the family, and uh, they could find nothing. So it sounded like he was able somehow to contact them, oh. but the FBI could, could never figure out how it was going on. His dad was a big shot in the Navy. Oh, really? <laughs> so. Yeah, and his mom and dad ended up divorced. He moved with mom, him and his brother. But uh, anyway, so so yeah, there was there was a family. And the other part that I liked was uh, his paper bag that he took the money out with. Yeah. According to somebody who worked with him that afternoon, he had walked, came back from lunch, and in a paper bag, he had a fifth of Canadian Club whiskey and a carton of smokes. So he stuffed the oh, money into wow. that bag as he left that afternoon. How the whiskey, much... the smokes, and the money. Volume-wise... So are we to assume it would be like a um, uh, grocery store paper bag? I, I would think so. And they were 50 and $100 bills, everything that was stolen. So 250 sure that's, uh, that's got to take up a lot of space, doesn't it? I would think so. Yeah. All right. Same weekend, by the way, uh, as the buildup to Apollo 11, so it didn't make headlines a lot. Yeah. Oh, right. But all of this is, uh, you know, foresh not foreshadowing, looming over this entire story is the fact that in 2014 he had to declare Banco. Yeah, I mean, and that's not addressed in this because the story I'm reading from was before we knew uh, who he was and that he died. This is from a 2019 story, all this other info. And what, what about his family, his son? I think he had a son and a wife. They had no idea. Uh, it's that's not addressed, and the only story I saw is the one you gave me from after his death. That's not addressed at all. So, do you have any deep, deep, dark secrets like that that your daughter God, wouldn't, no. wouldn't know? Jeez. Your son wouldn't know? Nothing. No, nothing. You're an open book. Yeah, I. I uh, McLean. What? <laughs> nothing like a like bank robbery. I would robbery. say it on here. <laughs> so yeah, you exactly. Do. No, I don't have any secrets. <laughs> Really she knows don't. what happened in Kansas City. She knows what happened when you were out on the tour with uh, oh, what uh, happened Ozfest. in Kansas City? Oh, nothing uh, happened in Kansas City. Uh, she knows the, the the stripper guy you were dating. The oh yeah, porn star guy. I, yeah, I gave my mom a headshot of him. I'm like, look at this guy I'm dating, and he he was a cowboy stripper, and he had on his outfit. He was from the Men of Playgirl tour. He and, had on his costume. And yeah. <laughs> Hmm. How'd that go with mom? She was like, oh, jeez. <laughs> She's just like, well, I'm sure that's going to work out. <laughs> his name, his stage name was Drew. And you guys, guess what? It's really weird. He cheated on me. Oh, wow. What? Oh, my gosh. I could never have suspected that would have happened. <laughs> what a that, waste of time. Isn't that part of it, though? I mean, if you're a stripper, uh, don't you pretty much have to? cheat you, you can't he was getting phone calls all the time i would go to gigs with him and like after the gig he would start getting all these texts and phone calls because he would hand his card out to women and you know like they would want to book him for private like come over for our bachelorette party yeah. our friends getting married type of thing but let me, let me ask you a those, question those guys are whores <laughs> <laughs> they are. Well, yeah, I would hope so. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> They're gross. And every single one of them in his troop hit on me at one point when he was off doing a lap dance with somebody else. Well, that seems like that's normal, doesn't it? I'm like, it? are you kidding me? Go away. Um, 
so I should have done all of them. Yeah, you should have. <laughs> that was your mistake. My question: um, they're they're completely naked, right? No, no. So they don't lose the bottoms. No. Have you ever seen the videos of the men, male strippers at like um, bachelorette <laughs> parties? Oh well, I don't know what they do privately in the home. He didn't do any of those. He, of course, he did. They paid tons of money. How do you? Uh, oh God! How do I phrase this? <laughs> how do if, you? If you're a male you stripper, so how do you? Uh, I probably have an answer. Get yourself mm -hmm. ready. So okay. you're at <laughs> okay. really I know the answer. Flying the flag at full mast. <laughs> I mean, this for is for a... a room of people. Okay. How, do, how does that work? Well, they, you know, get themselves to that point and then they tie it off. Tie it off. They take a hair tie, like a woman's hair tie, to po make a ponytail with, and they tie it off, so that they're always semi. Kenny. That's the Kenny answer, looks, truly. That it, they all do that so that Kenny it looks, looks huge. Befuddled. So that it looks huge. Ross in their pants. Ross. Yes, sir. Hit the music. Thank God. <laughs> I might not be back this next week. We'd like to thank you for listening to <laughs> news from the Krabby Coffee Shop, and if you've been offended, uh, well, <laughs> so have we. And we're sorry, mostly for ourselves. Thanks for listening to news from the Krabby Coffee Shop. New episodes drop every week wherever you get your podcasts.